When we started this series on the fruits of the Spirit, I shared that Lighthouse is in a phase of ministry where um, I am uh, really trying to work with some of the folks from our church, especially some of the younger folks who might sense some calling to explore ministry kinds of things and giving them opportunities to uh, discover those and and work towards those. And uh, so you've met Claire before. She's She has shared before, but um, I'm pretty excited to have her um, share today. Claire is a young uh, lady who has been on our staff now for over a year as a peer support specialist, but she also works with our children's ministry during this time usually, and our youth ministry. And over the the coming year, we see her transitioning a bit more into some other ministry kinds of things. Um, she's a very talented young lady who does well at what she does, and uh, so I hope you're nice to her while she's up here. I know you will be. Um, and uh, she has a message to share on peace today as we're going through uh, the fruits of the Spirit. I gave uh, the people who are speaking uh, with me on these uh, a choice of which, which fruit do you want to uh, focus on, and because Claire has so much peace in her life, I think she decided to talk about peace. Um, I, that's kind of humorous. You saw her laugh. So come on up, Claire, and thank you for sharing with us today. Thank you, Dale. Good morning. It's nice to see everybody on this sunshiny Sunday. So as Dale just mentioned, I get to talk to you all a little bit about peace today. Um, But before we do that, I've got a couple jokes for you. (laughs) A wise man once said, life becomes much more peaceful when you realize you are not responsible for the projections of others. The movie theater manager then proceeded to reconsider his career. (laughs) I saw that our local zoo has an interesting attraction a lion and a sheep living peacefully in the same cage. Lion and a sheep. I asked the zookeeper whether they ever fight. He said, rarely. I asked, what happens when they do? We get another sheep, he replied. Alrighty, <laughs> <laughs> would you please join me in turning to Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 15. This can be found on page 989 in the Church Bibles or page 1,534 in the Recovery Bibles. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with the tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourself with love, which binds us together in perfect harmony, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. All right, I've got a question for you all today, which is what or where 
do you feel most at peace? So if you would like to answer, you can raise your hand and we'll have you stand up, say your name, and give a brief answer. Thanks, Dale. <laughs> I've had a little while to think about this because I was my service. But, um, you know, I, I, uh, There's a lot of places um, I feel at peace, but one of the things that came to mind, um, this might have been a little bit more so early in my recovery than later in my recovery, um, but I felt at peace when I went to meetings. And um, I, I still walk into certain our recovery meetings and there's kind of like this um, like oh you know uh, it's good to be here and kind of you know kind of re-engaging what has given me some uh, something new in my life so yeah thank you hi my name is Sarah um, I feel at peace in my garden and in nature like People don't realize how much unnatural sounds really affect you, you know? If you just leave, like, the city, go to your garden, or go out in the country for a little bit, you don't realize how peaceful it is to be without all that unnatural noise in your mind, and you can actually mm -hmm. focus. It's, like, the most amazing thing. And that's, I feel like, the most connected to God when I'm in nature, and I feel like in the garden, I'm getting upset. I'm saying, God, please help me with this clay soil. And I feel like I'm praying to God a lot more when I'm there, so I feel a lot more connected to him. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Great Happy answer. Monday. Thank you. Good morning, everybody, and happy Mother's Day to all the wonderful mothers. Um, I just want to go off with both these two people said, um, and then one other, when I wake up in the morning, get my first cup of coffee, go into our study, and just sit down, I feel peace, mm -hmm. a great peace. And like Dale mentioned, when we live in such a chaotic world, uh, when I am driving to a meeting, there's an urgency, and when I get there and I leave, I feel so at peace. It's, mm -hmm. it's a wonderful feeling. And like what you said, nature, oh my gosh, being outside, watching the squirrels, listening to the birds sing, that's peace. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Galen. Well, a little bit of backstory. Uh, when I was Still in high school, I went and visited my sister every summer in Colorado. Uh, she lived in Colorado Springs, and if you've ever been there, the mountains are right there. It's amazing. Um, so every time I've gone to Colorado, it's just been a peaceful time for me. And even just thinking about the t uh, times walking through the mountains and, and whatnot, it's just a peaceful place for me. Thank you. I'm Jim. Uh, traveling down on a, doing a long road trip, listening to really loud, obnoxious music. <laughs> <laughs> With 
no other vehicles in sight, just me, the road, and my style of tunes. Very peaceful. That's great. Thank you. Cool. Uh, good morning, church family. It's a beautiful day out. Um, I guess there's so many things that we can do or be to be in peace. But as, um, I've been finding out that connecting your heart, your brain with the pray really bring you peace. And you can bring peace on other people too. So the power of the pray is, is really peaceful for everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate all the answers. I think we will wrap up there. Thank you all who shared. That was very, very nice. So a few months back, I did a quick glance over of the self-help books at Barnes & Noble, something I will often do when I recognize that while the stack of murder mystery books in my hands are going to provide some great distraction and entertainment, there's maybe something I'm trying to avoid in my life and should try to address. Does anyone, ever, anyone else ever get a little annoyed at that whole self-awareness thing? <laughs> I picked up a copy of Morgan Harper Nichols' book, Peace is a Practice. The inside cover read, Peace doesn't have to be a fleeting feeling or something you've reached for only at a specific time or place. It then went on to say that in this book, you'd learn to uncover the key to embracing the beauty of the present, letting go of the regret of the past or fear of the future. You'd develop a path toward meaning and authenticity and approaching life's challenges with faith and calm confidence. After reflecting for a moment, I thought, hmm, there are probably some things I could benefit from there. I flipped open to the first chapter where she talks about how as a child, she would listen to the song, It Is Well With My Soul, and would feel overcome with peace. I could immediately relate because as um, during the days that were hardest in my journey, that was often a song that would help ease my fears and anxiety. She then goes on to describe this feeling as, peace is a state of mind, heart, body, and soul. It is the freedom to breathe, even in the face of great challenges and chaos. Peace is a river in the desert, not on the other side of it. I purchased a copy of the book that day, um, but needless to say, it sat and collected dust until just a couple weeks ago when I started preparing for today. <laughs> Peace but more specifically, inner peace, is something I was not able to even recognize for years when I was struggling with my mental health. However, as I have learned to trust the Lord and to let the Holy Spirit guide me, it's becoming more and more prevalent, something I'm very grateful for, to say the least. I'd like for you all to know that when we accept Jesus into our lives, the Holy Spirit begins to transform us from the inside out. If we allow him to work within us, we too can feel peace, no matter what circumstances we may be going through. In the Old Testament, the word peace comes from the Hebrew translation of shalom or shalom, 
which means to make complete, soundness, and welfare. While in the New Testament, the Greek word irene or ero is often used as a translation for quietness, rest, and wholeness. Sounds pretty nice, huh? I think that peace is trusting that through it all, God will protect us and guard our hearts. So often, there seems to be this societal belief that we need to find peace. As if it is something that is hidden and requires discovery to be felt. Whether it be by doing something relaxing or going somewhere quiet, peace seems to be this concept that can only be achieved if everything is going smoothly and we have nothing to worry about. But, I think as many of you know, life isn't quite that easy. We are human, and we all have struggles. There are many days when I have to stop and ask myself, am I riding on the struggle bus? Am I driving the struggle bus? Or am I currently being run over by the bus? <laughs> Over and over again, I think we fall into this trap that says, I'll find peace when. I'll find peace when I find a job I like. Or when all my bills are paid. I'll find peace when I'm finally done with school. Or one of my personal favorites, when my medication finally starts to kick in. I'll find peace when I'm old enough to move out and my parents can't tell me what to do any longer. Or I'll find peace when I gain control over X, Y, and Z. The list could go on and on, and when we believe those things to be true, it takes away the possibility of experiencing peace in the current moment. In the Old Testament, Isaiah writes in chapter 59, verse 8, They don't know where to find peace, or what it means to be just and good. They have mapped out crooked roads, and no one who follows them knows a moment's peace. Many of the things that claim to be peace-giving in our lives are dependent upon our circumstances improving. Factors in life that can keep us from living that calm, quiet, complete, and untroubled state mentioned earlier. There will always be problems to be solved or issues that need to be taken care of. But the good news is, peace is something God can work on from within you, right where you are, despite whatever those problems or issues may be. We can learn to lean into the promises God has made and know that through him, we can be kept safe and protected, even in the storms. In Romans chapter 15, verse 13, we hear from Paul, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. 
Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. When we trust that God has a plan for us and that he is in control of everything and that he loves us unconditionally, we can start to let go where we need to let go. We can learn to welcome change where change needs to be welcomed. And we can know that through it all, we are wrapped in endless, boundless grace. With that being said, what might peace look like? Maybe, for some of us, it's learning how to hold it all and know that it's gonna be all right. Not necessarily perfect, but all right. Maybe it's discovering ways to take notice of the good and the bad and everything in between and learning how to sit with it, to feel the emotions that come along and still being able to breathe because we know that God has a plan already worked out. For some of us, it might be embracing the wholeness of who God created us to be, imperfections and all. Self-acceptance is something I think we can probably all agree on that isn't always that easy. If you're familiar with the long version of the serenity prayer, you might recognize the line, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace. For many of us in recovery, accepting who we are and the paths that brought us here can be challenging and at times quite painful. I've learned that self-acceptance is a process that requires a lot of work and frequent upkeep. In the depths of my eating disorder, I was not able to look into a mirror without criticizing every part of who I was. While in treatment, mirrors were covered or distorted to um, prevent adding any further distress. The words I spoke to myself were demeaning and harsh and have taken years to start unlearning. It is the reason today why there is a sticky note on my mirror that says, made in his image, and why those words are repeated in my brain multiple times throughout the day. It would be my guess that all of us here have things we wish went differently. Things that we wish were different about ourselves or moments that we wish we could rewrite in our histories. Things that don't allow us to feel peace about who we are. Yet we can com find comfort in trusting that God knows the flaws we see in ourselves and the secrets we keep because we're afraid people won't accept us as who we truly are, or the moments in our pasts, pasts that continue to haunt us. And despite all of that, God continues to say, you are mine, with open arms and love that extends beyond our comprehension. So we know that the Holy Spirit can work on our hearts to know peace through all the ups and downs 
in the twists and turns, but what are some aspects of our lives that take away from the opportunity to feel that calm, whole, and secure feeling? The first one, worry and fear take away our peace. In a world woven with uncertainty and filled with things outside of our control, there are plenty of things that can keep us awake at night. I know that many of us here, myself included, struggle with anxiety and have felt that suffocating feeling. Each of us have different fears and worries that can keep us up at night and prevent us from feeling that soundness and quietness mentioned before. Some of those fears might seem a bit arbitrary to the outward eye, but are very real to the person experiencing them. I should know, I've been a bit of an expert on irrational fears for many years. This is the person who can count on their hand, count on one hand the amount of times a year they check their mail because what if I forgot which mailbox is mine and I have to search through them and my neighbors think I'm looking for their mail? <laughs> However, something I've learned to be very true is the saying that worrying does not take away tomorrow's troubles. It takes away today's peace. And when we turn our, turn our anxious thoughts and worries over to the care of God, we can find stillness and comfort in knowing that we don't know what tomorrow will bring. But God already does, and he has a plan. A favorite quote of mine from that book I mentioned earlier was when you find yourself falling into a pit of anxiety, remember the ladder of hope, which reminds you there is no reason to be afraid. There is still a way out of this, and you are cap still capable, not perfect, but capable, and you have permission to try and climb again. Even if your hands shake and your knees are weaker from the fall, you can still trade your fears of tomorrow with hope for today. The courageous decision to climb on anyway, out of the pit of anxious thoughts. There is no reason to live afraid. In Philippians, chapter 4, verses 6 through 7, we read, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. It's a pretty good verse, huh? Mm -hmm. The next thing that can take away our peace is guilt and shame. Two things I think most of us here are probably pretty familiar with. It would be my guess that we all have things from our past that we wish we could hit an undo button for. Times in our lives that no, 
we aren't proud of, and we might even feel remorseful over. Times when maybe we formed beliefs about ourselves that were largely driven by shame and aren't necessarily true. We might find ourselves thinking, I don't deserve to be happy because. I don't deserve to have good things happen to me because. I don't deserve peace because. I think it's often true that we are our own biggest critics. Guilt and shame keep us buried in yesterday's faults and prevent us from living in the beauty that is of today being a new day. Guilt and shame keep us from living in God's grace and accepting that Jesus died for all of our sins, not just those who we think are the most worthy of forgiveness. All of us. By allowing the Holy Spirit to work on peace in our hearts, we too can find freedom through Christ. In Psalm chapter 13, verse 5, we read, But I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. We all have been rescued and deserve to live in peace. The next thing that takes away peace is busyness. Has anyone here ever felt guilty of resting? Show of hands. Guilty for resting. Yeah, it's a lot of us. <laughs> or how about for sitting still? Like there's always something that needs our attention. I know I have. We live in a culture that praises productivity and checking boxes on the to-do lists. We push aside the little amount of unoccupied time during our days to try and add in one more activity or just do one more chore or task or whatever it may be. It sometimes seems like we live in a constant cycle of trying to catch up or trying to get ahead in hopes that tomorrow might be a little easier. It can feel never ending. I've always been known to be a bit of a night owl, often staying awake well past midnight, despite knowing the recommendations for sleep and all that kind of stuff. Mostly because I like how quiet the world becomes. Expectations become lower and I feel like I can breathe a little bit easier. Now I am in no way recommending that you pick up this habit, as it is one that I have tried to break for years, but rather join me in finding time during the day to make time for stillness and connection with God. Turn and tell your neighbor, you are a human being, not a human doing. In his book, An Unhurried Life, Following Jesus' Rhythms of Work and Rest, 
Alan, Alan Felding says, rest is not a place I collapse into when I've finally done enough work. It's the starting place. It's the way into the well-fitting, easy yoke of Jesus. Now that we've looked at some of the things that take away our peace, what are some of the ways we can embrace the peace God has given us? There are a few things that are pretty universal, but because we are all created differently, what feels peaceful for me may not feel peaceful for you, and vice versa. Sometimes, or something I think we can all relate to is knowing who in our lives makes us feel whole, accepted, and gives us that overall sense of comfort. And let's make sure that we spend time with them, that we nurture those relationships. On the contrary, it's also about knowing who the people in our lives are that maybe drain our batteries a little bit. I know you all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, and it's making sure that you take care of yourselves after being together. Do you ever have a conversation with someone and then afterwards just kind of sit there like, I just need a minute. <laughs> well, some of us, I think, actually quite a few people mentioned during the question, feel at peace in nature by taking in the scenery and the beauty of God's craftsmanship. For others, it might be through music, whether you're the one playing the instrument or listening in awe. Worship music especially can bring us closer to God and allow us to feel spiritually connected. How about when you come here? Do you ever get that feeling when you walk in the front doors that, you know, I'm okay. I'm here and I'm okay. And you know that you don't need to wear a mask or hide your true self. For some of us, it might even be an unfamiliar feeling because we've lived in a state of chaos for so long. But it has been said that peace can be defined as total well-being and security with God's presence among his people. Or simply put, peace is the presence of God. Meditation, creating something artistic, exercising, or simply talking to God instead of venting your frustrations on the internet, there are so many ways that we can feel peace. And that's the part that's pretty neat. We get to learn from each other and find new ways to incorporate peace into our lives. So if you have something that brings you a sense of calmness and well-being, I invite you to share it with me or others who you think may need it. If I can leave you with one task today, it's that before you rush out and go to keep doing First, rest in being. Be present within the grace that allows us to be our authentic, authentic and unmasked selves, just as we are right here, right now. Thank you.